0: Kurt and Kate Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Here's a wonderful truth, and my hope and prayer is that you, follower of Jesus, have experienced this in your own life. The Lord can give you strength and energy in times of need.
1: Yes, and Doug Eaton joined us talking about walking in God's strength. Very encouraging.
0: Doug Eaton is who I'm talking about fightoffaithblog.com. He's the Associate Vice President of Enrollment, that's his official title, at Trinity International University. And uh, also he teaches at his uh, his church as well. And Doug, uh, welcome back. Good morning to you.
1: Well, good morning. Thanks for having me. Your
0: article is, is great. It's Walking in God's Strength. You know, growing older to the glory of God is cool. You you start this thing by talking about your, your dad, who is now in his mid-80s. Um, and, and this was really inspiring. Uh, tell us more about your dad.
1: Yeah, well, my dad has been a pastor for 50 years. Uh, he, he actually became a pastor later, a little bit later in life, but he's now, uh, he'll turn 88 this year. He just retired uh, this past year wow. uh, from ministry. Wow. And uh, But he still fills the pulpit occasionally, but he had to retire because he's having some health issues. And And one of the issues he faces is he'll... He'll have trouble breathing. He'll have these periods where it may be an hour or two, and so he'll be—he'll still be called to preach, and he'll go do it. And I remember I was sitting there, I was visiting. They live in Missouri, and I'm watching him sit in the pulp or sit ready, getting ready to preach. And he is—he's—he's he's wheezing. He's breathing in and out. And he looked at me and he literally said, "I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do this." And so he looks to me like, yeah, "Are you ready, <laughs> just in case?" Better <laughs> yeah, um, be ready. Um, and, uh, immediately he stands up, walks to the pulpit and it's gone. Mm. And he just preaches that sermon with all the breath he's ever had. And I've talked to him p- since then. He goes, yeah, that's happened multiple times. And, you know, he just attributes, the Lord is assisting me. And yeah. he's not alone in that experience. I mean, if you read the, the diary of David Brainerd, he would talk mm-hmm. about that, uh, uh, George Whitfield would be the same way. He There were moments where they felt like, oh, I can't even stand right now. And then he'd start preaching. And he said, but the Lord just assisted me and gave me what I needed. So he does provide us what we need.
0: This is so instructive. We'll get to the uh, uh, examples out of the Bible, which there are a number of them, but we're going to focus on Joshua and Caleb in just a second. But you mentioned David Brainerd. I have to take the bait on that. Uh, Jonathan Edwards uh, published and organized and edited his diaries. You guys, The Life and Diary of David Brainerd. This is an all-time classic book. If you have not read this book, you must. David Brainerd was a missionary to the Indians uh, in New England, and he died very young. I don't recall exactly his age when he passed away. But, um, you know, this is one of those situations where (sighs) he— I don't know. There's the phrase I'd rather burn out than rust out. Either way you're still out. But <laughs> nevertheless, um David Brainerd, uh he had a lot of health problems and stuff and 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 yet he continued to show up and God gave him the strength. And look, look at we're still talking about him today. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, um when I am weak, then I am strong. This world is always all about Doug Uh, my own strength, my own stamina, my own endurance. And I'm not saying we don't have choices on how we think and how we respond to challenges. However, I would rather depend more on God than on myself. And that's kind of what Paul's born in the flesh. There's another biblical example. You know, I, I prayed for God to take this away, this weakness, whatever it was. And the Lord said, you know, no, my grace is sufficient for you, uh, for weakness is perfected, or strength is perfected in weakness. And that's, in essence, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. This is the paradox of God, really, isn't it?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And I, you think about yourself. What strength do you really want? Do you want the strength of the one who upholds the universe, or do you want your strength—the one who has trouble getting out of bed some mornings? <laughs> you <know>, it is <laughs> yes. trusting in the Lord's strength is is the key for sure.
0: And for those who are feeling maybe uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you have health problems and you're in your 30s, you can feel like you're 80, and 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 all of that. For those who feel like, wow, I really would love to grab onto life with gusto, but I'm dealing with whatever it is, fill in the blank, Um, you know, they should not feel guilty about this because the truth is, in our weakness, we can be made strong. And I'm I'm going back to that point because I know we have people listening today who feel weak physically. I mean, in other ways, but they feel Mm -hmm. weak physically and they're like, I just, how can the Lord use me? Well, you know what? Intercessory prayer, can I just tell you that? That's one idea. Praying for folks. Even if you are uh, homebound, let's say, because of your health problems, you can still have a wonderful ministry of prayer. And, Doug, it's not like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do that. That's, like, super important. That's, like, the most important <laughs> exactly. thing we could possibly do, right?
1: Uh, that is so important. People, well, and, you know, I think because we get caught up in the way the world thinks, right? Now, I, I have to be productive in, in worldly ways, but eternal ways are much more significant. The things of the world are shaking. They're going to pass. But the things of God are eternal. And when we spend time in prayer, we are you know, before the almighty God who can change the world. <laughs> you know, we can't. And... uh We need to be there. And he tells us, uh, you know, in Psalms, we're told to seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. And that's the key to seeking strength, it's to be in his presence and to walk in union with him.
0: Thinking about Isaiah 40 31, those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, they will run and not get tired they will walk and not become weary. You see, even as uh, this is a biblical principle as well, you know, my outer man is decaying, is wasting away, but my inner man is growing and expanding. As we grow older and we have challenges, um, we can grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord, and that is where the true strength really lies.
1: Absolutely. You know, I... I, I've lived with a chronic illness for 20, over 25, almost 25 years. And there have been days where you know, I was just trembling. Like, I, I don't know, Lord, how are you going to get me through this? And, and he does. You know I, I, I raised a family during that time. I, uh, I finished my graduate degree, you know, worked in my job. And I, I look back and I go, Lord, you did all of that. I couldn't have done that. Uh, he just continues to give strength. Thank you
0: for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings Podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. well let's go to the phones. Willie May is joining us from Naples. Hey, Willie May, how are you? Hi, Hi Willie Kurt. May. Hi,
1: Hi Kate. Good morning.
0: I love to see you all. Every time I can, uh, the Lord. What I want to say is, our God is so good. Hmm. I have, I have challenges, and if I know, I know always I can't do it on my own. <laughs> and I just say, Lord, I can't do this, but you can, and He's right there with me, and. Oh, our God is so good. Amen. all we, all we have to do is ask. Mm-hmm. Yes, Willie Mae, yeah. that's. I'm so glad you called, and uh, what you had to say is is vitally important. Thank you. You are a good illustration of God providing strength and and having the attitude of I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to glorify Him no matter what. You know, Doug. Something else I was thinking about is. In the midst of our weakest moments, what do I do? Well, you know what? You can worship God and remember who he really is. We need to do that whenever we face a challenge, huh?
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny because we, sometimes you think about strength. Strength can come in so many ways. The Lord can provide it, whether it's, I need the right words to say. I need uh, physical strength. I need all of these. He can provide it. But the scripture is very clear that one of the main areas of strength is joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we are walking, as Willie May said, in the presence of God and with Him, there is joy that buoys us up in a way that the world just does not have. It's inexpressible and full of glory when we're walking close with Him. And... Uh, Hey, he does. He can. He can pull us along for sure.
0: Yeah. Yes. Let's go to the pages of scripture. Two of my favorite guys to talk about: Joshua and Caleb. And uh, let's let's unpack some truths from from their lives. By the way, Caleb, he's the guy I want to be if the Lord lets me live to be eighty five.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these were the two, you know, when they, when Israel originally went in to spy out the land, there were several spies that were set in, sent in. And when they came back, the people and all the other spies, except for Joshua and Caleb, were afraid to go into the land. So basically, uh, the Lord says, well, if you're not going to go in, I'm not going to give it to you yet. You will wander the desert for 40 years. And uh, every male 20 years or older will die in the wilderness. And remember, Moses didn't even get to go in because he struck the rock. But because of Joshua and Caleb's faithfulness, they not only live through the whole wilderness experience; they live even into the the promised land. And it says, yeah, at age 85, Caleb was still around. He finally gets his land, and he's he's still. Uh, working and conquering that land and it says he was still as strong as the day Moses him sent out to spy the land 20 45 years earlier so he still had that strength and we might want to read that like a uh, uh, a scientist you know today we <laughs> tend to read things that way this isn't a a thing about a man's natural abilities or his health or his genetics this is about the lord providing the strength that they needed
0: This is a good point. I love the way that you brought that out. It's not about the fact that he's as strong now physically as he was then, which, I mean, he may have been, but that's not the point of this. (laughs) See, that's great. That's an insight I never really thought about before. And he's like, you know, give me this mountain, give me this hill country, Lord. I'm still alive and kicking, and I want to live— Every day of my life uh, for you, I don't want to just kind of let time pass. Wherever you are, be all there, right?
1: Mm-hmm, and that is it. And it is, you know, and he, he feeds us. You know, and I think if you want to look for sources of strength in the Lord, the Lord says, you don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God that is where we find our spiritual nourishment that is where we're going to find so much of the strength i have a i have a little testimony you asked earlier like when was a moment that this happened i was sitting in a um a youth group it was it was, was probably four or five years ago and i'm supposed to go help this youth group i'm going to facilitate lead a discussion with them and uh I'm feeling terrible. I mentioned earlier my chronic illness. You know, they they look at a man and they see, oh, look, there's a man who's got his life together. I was barely holding it together that night. My mm-hmm. body was trembling. My smile was forced. And I'm like, what am I doing here leading these kids? You know, and the Lord uses the kids to minister to me. They don't know they're doing this, but we're sitting around having this discussion. And out of the blue... Uh, it wasn't part of the discussion one of the students brings up Isaiah 4029 and he, he reads the verse and it says he gives strength to the weary mm-hmm. and it was like at that moment I thought I qualify <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm weary yes yeah. and at that moment my heart was filled with joy and the amazing thing about it there was no miracle there was no healing my body still faint this felt the same there were no comforts of the world given to me to buoy me up it was just the word of god that stirred my soul and gave me strength i walked out of there lifted up even though i was still feeling poor you know and my prayers as people are listening this this morning that they the lord may do the same thing for them if you're weary he can give strength to you and sometimes he does it just through hearing that verse
0: Isaiah 40, 29, he gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Uh, I know this is kind of weird, me thinking about an example of this, but have you guys ever heard stories of people who were in crisis situations, like for instance, somebody's trapped underneath the car, right? And they're and like, the "God will lift the car yeah, off yeah, their th- kids." Exactly. Yes. God, give me supernatural strength to lift this car. And I've heard a number of those stories. Doug, have you ever heard any of these stories?
1: I have. You know, I'm trying to think, uh, nothing coming to my mind right now. But you, you do hear these uh, amazing testimonies where the Lord just supernaturally <laughs> guides someone along, or you know. It, I wouldn't. I would be dead today if it weren't for the Lord's just pulling me from that situation. Uh, and that those goes, are amazing testimonies.
0: That's physical, but also emotional. You go through these terrible trials where you just don't think you could do another minute of it, and another day of it, and God will just. You know, light the way to another day. Yeah, because Doug, he either, you know, he can do whatever he wants. He's God in his sovereignty. We need to trust him and he can remove the obstacle. He can change the circumstances or he can just say, you know what? I want you to experience more of my strength. And the only way you can do that is if I walk through this with you, but you are not alone. I'm not leaving you. And if you can't take another step, I'll just pick you up and I'll carry you through.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, sometimes we think, okay, man, Lord, why are you allowing me to go through this time where I am just broken? Mm. And, and I think one of the things the Lord does as you read through Scripture, especially if you read the Puritans, is the Lord says, you know, I'm going to allow you to do this because I'm weaning you away from the world. I'm winning, you you have all your strength, and you, you think your strength lies in your physical abilities. You think your strength lies in your career and all these things you can do and your riches and your home or whatever. And he's saying, all of those things will fall one day. Death will take them all from you. But I'm going to show you that you can't trust in them, so I'm going to allow some of those to crumble around you. And you may feel like, this is the worst thing. Why does God hate me? He doesn't hate you. He's showing, look to me. I'm your ultimate strength. I'm the one who is going to be with you for all eternity. Don't trust those things. Trust me.
0: Well, you said the magic word, Puritans. Uh, I am uh, known around here as being <laughs> the big fan that. of uh, the Puritans, and I'm waving the banner for folks to uh, to read the Puritans. Speaking of banner, Banner of Truth is a publisher. They have the Puritan paperbacks. That's a great place to start. Yeah, um, don't get the other ones. I got another one, and it was teeny, tiny print. No, no, you got the wrong edition. <laughs> I did. I mean, and, it was tiny, the tiny mystery, print. It's the Mystery of Providence by John Flavel you bought, right? Yes. Yeah, I and it's so. tiny. And you should have yeah, checked with me te- of all people, Tiny. I could have told you. Yeah, this is, no, no, this is good. Yeah. By the way, uh, Doug, uh, your favorite Puritan to read?
1: Um, man, there are so many. I love Thomas Watson. Yes. Um, you know, I, I just love anybody kind of from that, that area back there. John Owen, absolutely, just Lifts me up. He he's he's hard to read, but if you spend time with him, it pays off.
0: <laughs> it pays off big time. Producer Mark, you started reading one of my recommendations, uh, Jeremiah yes. Burroughs. Yes, over Christmas I uh, went ahead and ordered his book, The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is that's a good great, one. That's a great place to start. Extra large print. <laughs> no. No, this edition is okay, even for us. Trust okay. me. And it's manageable. You know, sometimes we think the Puritans, oh, man, we have the wrong idea of who they were. I mean, some of them might have been, you know, we tend to think, oh, they were gloomy and this and that. No, no, no. They were filled with the Bible. If you like to read stuff that's filled with God's Word and uh, you just you just have to plug into this, Banner of Truth has half of my library, I think, is banner of truth, to be honest with you. so i've I've dumped a lot of money there, but it was money well spent, right, Doug?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, Ronald Dallimore's uh, two-volume biography of John or George Whitfield is gold.
0: Arnold uh, <laughs> Dallimore, yes, I've got two copies of that. In case one of them breaks, I have a backup copy of that two-volume uh, biography of George Whitfield.
1: And the talk Lord, about walking in God's strength—that's it's in there. You'll read that for sure.
0: You know what happened with Whitfield? He was nearing the end of his life. Of course, he was preaching in New England on that last journey. He was in, um, uh, escapes me. was in New Hampshire? Was it, was it might have been. Anyway, yeah, I
1: think
0: so. It was Middlebury or Newport, Newburyport, or something like that. Anyway, uh, he was staying at some guy's house and he was literally on his deathbed and he was having trouble breathing. He had problems with asthma. And people had gathered around the house after he had preached. Somewhere else, and they they wanted to hear from him, and so he lit a candle. I think he either opened the window or came down the stairs. That's what it was. He was on the landing in the stairs. They came in the house, and even you know, on the, at the threshold of death, he was preaching to them. And then he went upstairs, and within a couple of hours, he was gone. He passed away. Wow, what a witness!
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is serving till the end.
0: That yeah, is. Thanks, Doug. Always a blessing. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Curt Cape Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from
1: 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.